Hi, bestie. Right along to episode 13 of Girl Gag. Today's fake cast, aka forecast, is 100% shame. Yeah. Here's just a quick adult content disclaimer. This episode may contain adult language as this podcast is intended for adults only. If you are easily offended or uncomfortable with mature explicit content, please exit or listen at your own discretion. Don't forget to support me by keeping our podcast Girl Gag running by joining subscriptions for extra secretive sexy episodes. Love you, bitch. I'm so sorry for the no episode last week. Come to think of it, I had such a busy week leading up to Valentine's and Super Bowl weekend. I legit ran around every single day up until then. My niece had her homecoming this like past, what was it? Friday and she was nominated to be on court so we had three days prior to find her address. We drove around to different places in town in Michigan and found this beautiful emerald green dress that had the most pristine slit. It rose up to her thigh but what made it for me was definitely the cinching of her waist. We all know we like a little bit of that. (laughs) It was so funny because no one expected her to win. Not that we didn't believe in her. She just kept downplaying that no one knew her in school and she's doing for fun she just wanted to dress up da 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 for legit two weeks straight when the crowning actually happened no one had their cameras out except her mom thank god for the selfie addict the queen herself love you still um we were all chilling on the bleachers and then bam your homecoming queen is melanie yang and we were all jaw dropped like what the heck are you sure just kidding I was so shocked. I almost cried. I screamed my lungs out. Anyway, congrats to her little 18-year-old Missy Booty. Super proud of her. So for today's sexy episode, not so sexy, but I mean, I guess it's a little touchy. Um, What a weird transition from that to this. <laughs> I think it'll be necessary to talk about, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, wait. The funniest thing happened to me on Valentine's Day literally during platypus um that's our code word on twitch for smexy time and the betty time wank it definitely scared me but we're fine question mark i'm not gonna tell you here but if you want to know better subscribe or get on twitch with me all i'll say is lost lost in the heat of it all <laughs> Also, if you've noticed, I changed my intro to the podcast. It used to be grab a condom and ride along the episodes of Girl Gag, but now it's just ride along because I feel like maybe I am too explicit. Is it too much? Am I the drama? Can they take the heat? Anyway, I'm trying to tone down, all right? And you probably hate that, but she's like a new girl. Just kidding. New day, same bitch. Let's talk about hoe phases. Now, I think that I'm close to the graduation stage. I have a few words at my closing ceremony I've been working on and wanted to share. Just kidding. Girl, ain't nobody tells you when that hoe's gonna sneak up on you or not. Let's be real. Bear with me. This conversation is gonna go everywhere, but hey, it's my potty. So this is where I can ramble and do that, right? I'd confidently say that my biggest hoe phase, or okay, let's say horse phase. <laughs> I'm a horse girl. Um, horse phase because we want to keep it as friendly as possible here. Cough, cough. Mr. Spotify, Mr. Apple Podcasts, I know you're listening. My biggest horse phase was definitely three years ago, and I recently got this question on Twitch where someone was like, Faye, how did you get so confident to meet boys and, you know, sin? I'm like, baby girl, let me tell you. (laughs) Honestly, I lost weight. And I know that sounds vague and shallow, but I really found myself confident during the time of me just glowing up. I was getting my braces taken off. Oh God, I met three guys with my brace face, and I mean, I've done some things with that mouth of mine, so it's kind of funny looking back. I think I was very aware of that, so sometimes I'd warn them like, hey, by the way, if you want to meet up, please don't have braces. At like, what, 25? 
And no, but really, I gained a sense of me. I truly felt at my best and I was proud of the person I was becoming. 25 may sound old to some of you youngins, Gen Zs, but it really is an age of discovery. You really learn about yourself during your mid-20s and I think it's so brutal to have that time in your life to explore. I'm aware that we want to settle down as soon as we get out of college because us women, we have a timeline. Trust, I always thought I was going to get married at 22 and have kids by 25 and look at me now, single as a prince dry as a okay I'm kidding point is 25 for me was an age of self-awareness it was a self-divulging time if you will so yes lots of confidence lots of readiness to explore and just to have fun I guess obviously I wanted a relationship at that point I was probably single for three to four years now I wanted to meet people and see where things go and that got intertwined with my horse phase if I really think about it like truly dissect into it it seems very sad though i'm trying to strip away all the fun i i did have like the boys i met going out grabbing dinner drinks pizza nights cooking dinner pillow talks dancing in the living room i think because i wanted a relationship out of whatever guy i was meeting i tried too hard during the horse phase because i thought the more men i meet the higher chances of meeting the one all is wild I was head over heels for one specific guy, aka my first, and he didn't want commitment, so I was covering that denial up with more guys. I was toxic as book. I over abused the dating world for sure. I mean like the hookup culture for sure, a hundred percent. And that's what I find really sad. I'm sure I'm not the only one and that's why I want to talk about it. It's a very confusing, vulnerable time, especially if you don't know what you're doing. It's almost like spiraling and reacting out of rejection. I hate the fact that I had the mentality of wanting something serious but was actively being a horse. Like that doesn't go hand in hand Faye. Versus now at all almost 28. I feel completely out and away from that style of dating per se. I'll get into that a little later. To wire us back in discussion, a lot of us women can relate on the unwanted feelings that I think contributes to our earlier horse phases. I'm saying earlier because I did have two different experiences and definitely the second time around was way better than my first horse phase. The biggest difference are your intentions. Again, if you're going into the hookup culture with a mentality wanting and seeking a long-term partner, that's where things fuck up. Not to everyone, just to some, because people have met their lifelong partners during their horse phase trust, but I think it's healthy to know what you're looking for before you jump in and seek that in a better manner than I did. When I got back into the hookup scene after my year-long relationship, oh trust me, I did not want a partnership. I just wanted to meet people, go on dates, grab food. It was all about mingling for me and no way shape or form did I have the intentions to date or try to find a boyfriend let alone a long-term boyfriend I made that very clear to myself in the beginning stages because that's how I fucked up last time to know my intentions and to have a clear mentality of what I am doing and quote-unquote looking for plus I mean I wanted no commitment. My pure reasons were simply to meet people and selfishly open up my eyes that there are fish in the sea. I definitely needed to do that for myself. I felt like there were no hope after my ex, so the idea to explore men by meeting them and just realizing that there are options out there were definitely infinitely for my own benefit. But that doesn't mean I was seeking, alright? I really just needed to meet people and give myself a sense of awareness that it's not the end of the world after one boy. I met cool people along the way too, so I just wanted to see with my own eyes that I still got it. That went way better than the first time around, okay? To loop it back to the first horse phase where I think 
We've all been there, done that. And if you haven't been there, done that, then listen up, Linda. Take it from me as your older sister, okay? Or auntie, whatever you want to call me. I know I'm old. I definitely lost myself while meeting guys because I was low-key desperate for a relationship it makes sense because it was really my first time ever gaining attention from men my my whole life i've always been the ugly duckling i've always been chosen last i've always just been that fat friend you know so when boys started to give me attention because they quote unquote wanted me aka my body or liked me i thought that was a sense of validation it's a very touchy and complicated subject that I've never really talked about before so bear with me as I try to get through these thoughts as horsey as I came off <laughs> I was just a very confused girl I didn't understand what it meant to be wanted or used or even loved those are very different words I mixed together but really it's truly a testament of your self-worth and the thing is I can say all of that now looking back but you don't know that during the time in the moment you know you have no clue what you're even spiraling about you don't even realize you're spiraling meeting all these guys regardless if you're sleeping with them or not constantly going on dates and constantly giving your time to guys giving yourself to guys who don't even care about who you are what your name is it's it's hard but you don't realize that in the moment how severe you're reacting out of rejection or the feeling of wanting to be wanted all i ever wanted during that phase of my life was to be chosen you know like honestly i think because of my first what what did we name him flynn from the episode of how i lost my v card i wanted a relationship with him so badly and because he avoided any serious relationship talk mixed with my non-confrontational personality we never got anywhere i felt a sense of rejection and while still seeing him for four months straight i saw other men too because he didn't want me but i couldn't let him go either because i wanted him it was a very messed up time and i wish i knew then what i know now but again self-worth isn't something you're well up on all you tell yourself is i'm fine i'm a baddie i don't care it doesn't affect me i'm so worthy he's missing out if he doesn't want me i'm i'm a catch you know and and then go on and sleep with some random hinge guy you've been talking to for a week now to cover up the pain and sadness that he doesn't want you that was the cycle i was in for a while and it all began because i mixed up what my true intentions were within the hookup culture if i had gone in acknowledging that i wanted a relationship if if i had even admitted that halfway midway i think i would have been able to pull myself out from the toxic cycle and respected myself more but because i didn't want to admit that i was hurting my pride and ego was tainted i didn't want to tell anyone let alone myself that i desperately wanted a relationship i didn't want to seem like the pick me girl the girl who doesn't get picked i shrug it off like it doesn't bother me i don't care mm, but yeah looking at it now where did it lead me to settling with just anyone and we all know how that went wow i did not know i was gonna get this confessional with you guys today uh it's really a touchy subject because i do feel embarrassed and ashamed by my behaviors of course i don't want to promote being a horse but that sounds kind of funny it's necessary that i talk about this type of rejection and denial because i know i'm not the only one who's experienced this and i know it's hard to talk about and admit to your friends your family you feel embarrassed that you can't get a guy essentially it comes down to saying it like that right you know there shouldn't be shame in admitting to your lows when we all do it at some point you know we do things that we're not proud of we do things that's humiliating hurts our pride and makes us look desperate but we're human these lows shouldn't make us any less than sometimes we get caught up and lost but it truly teaches us lessons that we get to choose whether or not we want to carry with us 
so we can make better decisions in the future and i've chosen to take those lessons with me we're just humans you know seeking for connection and love vulnerable and wanting to be wanted you can't blame us for needing that i guess what it comes down to is how you act on that you know that brings me to now at one point i was meeting guys and sure i was back in the hookup scene for a little bit it's funny because my friends are always texting me oh my gosh Faye, how do you have time and energy to talk and meet all these dudes i genuinely at least this time around find it very fun because i was not seeking for a relationship i just want a connection with strangers through a drink and hearing their life stories that's all i need to feel me almost like hanging out with friends you make at the bar type of vibe nothing serious nothing deep i mean sure tell me about your trauma and i'll empathize then off i go and probably never talk to you again that was me the second time around and i made my intentions very clear from the beginning just no attachment at all and that's huge for a person like me because i normally attach to good people or good things let's just say i became a little cold-hearted and was just like bye truly can care less after 30 minutes of meeting someone then i met someone he feels like a diamond in the rough and i know that sounds so cringe and deep or whatever but no like really i feel like i've met someone who's truly quality over quantity i never saw myself not at this time just seeing one person and seeing where things could go may go or won't go i don't know things are still in the works but the outcome's not the point here point is when you find someone worth your time investment energy efforts you truly see the value in what love could really be again. So much so that all these men you're talking to or seeing cannot compare to the level of comfort and safety that you feel around that one man. Like, he just stands out. He's different. When you're able to reach a level of vulnerability with a man truly because he's honest and raw, no other guy compares to that. The fact that you can truly be yourself from day one and bond over personality, experiences, behaviors, sense of humor, likes, dislikes, you find a sense of compatibility that you've never felt with anyone else. It's kind of crazy. I think something deeper than you within you just knows. And it makes you want to hone into that. And I hear this all the time by older, you know, wiser people that are in my life, elders and whatnot. They're always like, don't worry. When you know, you just know. And I'm like, how the heck do you know? Like, are you sure? That just sounds like some bullshit to me. But then like this feeling within me within like the first or two days, I felt like I just knew, but I was afraid of that feeling. And I was like... I don't know if this is the feeling they're talking about because I'm kind of scared now. What kind of witchery shit is this, you know? So it's a feeling you'll know when you know. <laughs> It'll creep up on you for sure. It's the value of how different this man is from the rest of the frogs you've kissed, you know? And that's when you realize that you don't want to be in the horse phase anymore. That's when you realize quality over quantity. It's worth leaving all these dumb dudes that you've kept around for entertainment and actually invest your energy into someone you truly feel a deeper connection with who actually cares about you as a human, a friend, an interest. There's just something special and unique about it. It'll stand out and make you realize, dang, I'm kind of tired of all these horses. I like 
this one man who makes me feel safe, who makes me feel heard. That's when the horse phase ends and when you no longer want to participate in the horse phase anymore. That lustful feeling of wanting to meet guys over and over and over and over and over again kind of disgusts you and it kind of just hits you left field, you know? Like knowing me and my attachment style, I like to keep guys in my roster and have backup because I like the idea of abundance, but you find someone just worth the heartbreak. So you go for it. Wow. That was a roller coaster of a conversation, but no matter where you are in life, your dating life, I should say, just know that if it doesn't work out, it's because someone better was meant to come your way. This average Joe that hurt you, broke your heart, who tainted your views on love, was only temporary happiness. He was someone meant to come into your life to teach you lessons about yourself so you can shape up better. For the best thing yet to come. I promise. Cheers to that. Thank you for listening to the 13th episode of Girl Gag. Don't forget to support by subscribing to my podcast for extra secretive episodes. Expect more bullshit coming your way by following this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. I'll be shitting to you soon. Bye!